0: We have a good excuse, I promise. Actually, that's a lie. We don't have a good excuse. We have several mediocre excuses.
1: excuses. I I wouldn't go as far as saying mediocre.
0: We were kidnapped by aliens.
1: Kim, there's a lot of buttons on this
0: board. I'm telling you. (laughs) Hi, welcome back to the long forgotten an hour of your life. My name is Kim.
1: And my name is Steve.
0: We have to you guys
1: but we're gonna take a minute to explain why we were on sabbatical
0: we really we really do have some i mean it's valid um we probably could have we we definitely could have snuck in a few episodes here and there but uh so originally the plan was to take the summer off as we are recording this it is january 2nd 2023 and i think our last recording was in like early june
1: and Something it was like in, it was in July, I think. but okay. no, so. it was
0: I don't think it was because we we had planned to take the summer off because I, we were going on vacation with my parents at the end of June and then um into to Florida, which is where Steve's family lives. And I ended up spending the entire month of July down there with them. That's right. And then we came back up in August. But then,
1: since that has happened, uh, my son, is deployed to a war zone and there was quite a bit of stuff happening to to get ready for him to get out the door and we now have a third dog living in the house murphy
0: you will hear him i guarantee it i guarantee you you will hear hear murphy
1: barking at some point
0: he's a good boy but man
1: yeah he is i'll say he is very very protective of his family
0: yes he just gets really excited very easily
1: yeah and i tell you what i i travel sometimes and i asked kim i said if if i'm out of town are you afraid kim are you afraid (laughs) if i'm at the house here no
0: no if you we'll try i'll put up a picture of murphy on the website um which also we reworked like not long before we went off the air um an hour of your life.com and then it kind of sat for a little while and now i'm i'm going to get it back up and going again and kind of get it current
1: and let's not forget we we had a lot of things going on with Nora that
0: yes t- we we
1: had a lot of stuff going on kim i'll let you explain what happened with what's going on with nora
0: okay so um those of you who are regular listeners know that we have a little granddaughter named nora who is 6 and she had her first seizure when she was 2 And since then, she has had what are called intractable seizures, which basically means that medicine works for a little bit and then it stops. And when we say that she has seizures, we're talking at some points she was having hundreds of micro seizures a day. And most people, when they think of seizures, they think of um, grand mal seizures, which is the like the jerking and kind of what you see in the movies. And Nora has some of those, but... The majority of them are not. The majority of them are kind of like focal seizures um, that where she says that she feels fuzzy, um, like her her arm or her leg will feel fuzzy. And over the years, her seizures have changed. Um, when she first started having them, they found a spot on, what was it, the right side of her brain. Yeah. On the right side of her brain that they thought was um where the seizures were coming from, well that spot has now grown and seizures are coming from both sides of her brain. So, there is we had hoped that they would be able to go in and remove the area um and and that would cure her essentially. But now because the seizures are coming from both sides of her brain, that's not a possibility and While the seizures themselves are not especially dangerous to her, one of the types of seizures that she has are drop seizures, which is exactly what it sounds like. Like occasionally she will just lose muscle control in one part of her body. Um, And there have been several times that she has been like at a table or whatever. And she has a she's drop seizure. Yeah, yeah. Multiple times. Um, she's had a drop seizure and her head just like bangs into the table. Um, so she split her chin open a couple times. This had to have multiple stitches for that. Um, so they can be very dangerous depending on what she's doing. So, um, we've kind of been going through that with, with Sarah,
1: yeah, she's been in the hospital a couple times for this and that for
0: treatment or not treatments, but diagnoses and yeah. tests. And
1: I, I will say that she's being treated at uh,
0: Cincinnati Children's. Yeah,
1: Cincinnati Children's Hospital, which is one of the world's fantastic. leaders in uh, children's neurology. Yeah, and the other place that rivals them is like Boston Children's in in Boston, obviously, and. Sarah she actually, actually has a team of probably the best yeah, the best doctors in the world that are working with her.
0: Sarah actually wow. took her up to Boston Children's um, just to kind of get a second opinion. And Boston said Cincinnati is exactly right. Like they're doing everything right. So some of the best um, physicians in the country have agreed that they are doing the best they can. The thing is that Nora's seizure disorder is extremely rare uh so it's it's been quite a road but uh in a couple of like next week actually um she is having surgery to put in something called a vns device and i don't know what vns stands for you can google it but uh it's a nerve in her neck yeah basically it is it it's a device that the battery pack. okay tell me if i'm getting this right the battery pack goes in her chest right VNS, vagal nerve stimulator. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. So the battery pack goes in her chest, then um and then it wraps around her vagus nerve, which is up in her neck, and essentially it works kind of like a pacemaker does for the heart. So when you, her brain starts to send a seizure like electrical signal, it hits the VNS and, and the VNS stops it. Kind and of just
1: short circuits it. Short yourself.
0: circuits it and she doesn't have a seizure. Yeah. It's not foolproof. Um, it works. I think it's like at 80 to 85% rate. She will still have to be on medication, but it should very significantly decrease her seizure activity. And, um, and I've, you know, talked to different people in different, uh, like online support groups and things that have VNS devices that say that, you know, they've had been able to have kids, they can drive, they have like a Pretty normal life. Um, And so the fact that she is having this done at such a young age, at only six years old, gives me a lot of hope.
1: Yeah, kind of of what we're hoping for is that as fast and as quickly as the doctors and the research is coming up, there's new technology comes out Mm -hmm. almost daily with this. So what we can hope and pray for is that by the time she's up older, you know, 5, 10 teens, years from now, yeah. there there will be enough technology or who knows what will happen and, you know, they'll be able to do more with this. But so that that's what's been going on. It's been a...
0: It's just wild to me that that is even a possibility that they can just... And it's an outpatient... Well, it would normally be an outpatient surgery. The only reason that it's not an outpatient surgery for Nora, if, if I'm correct, is that um, I think it's just because she's had so much that they just want to monitor her, yeah. keep her overnight and monitor her and she'll go home early the next morning. I don't think that doesn't sound right, but for some reason they want to keep her specifically. Um, but normally it's an outpatient surgery.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: like brain surgery is now an outpatient procedure. So it's wild.
1: So asking y'all to kind of give us a pass. We're going to get back on track now. And we
0: have a schedule and everything. Yep,
1: yeah, And I'll tell you what, It's it's been a while since I've opened up this board, and there's a lot of buttons here, uh, a lot I of lights. Yeah, and <laughs> I
0: feel like that's not a good thing. Like, you're just going to keep pushing buttons this whole time. Yeah. Let's not.
1: We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. We'll get it up and...
0: So, Hopefully, anyway. this
1: will make it... I don't want to say the airways, because it's not really the air. Uh, hopefully, it'll make it to the internet.
0: It will. <laughs> um, so, that's what we've been up to. I am going to start... uh I kind of... Um, So on our website, I was posting TikToks as well, um, kind of like uh, we called it a minute of your life. So just little 60 second snippets of stuff. And I've kind of gotten away from that a little bit, uh, but I'm going to try and get back to that too. So um, when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for our first show back, we were kind of tossing around some ideas. We're about on our fifth idea (laughs) right now. And... We actually were going to come back in October. Steve was going to let me have Spooky October for my for oh, the I, return. yeah, I was
1: going to let you. Yeah.
0: Well, but you know what I mean. Um, but that even went by the wayside. So we, oh, were, we even
1: had we even had a
0: we had an episode notes re- ready, like ready to, go. to go. All
1: we had to do was just sit down and record it. And but
0: we just never got around we, to it.
1: It just things so, got too hectic.
0: Yeah. So that episode I think is just going to stay in the tank. Those notes are just going to stay in the tank for like a a busy week. Uh, when we just don't have time to research, but um, I, we were talking about a lot of different things, and I stumbled across this article.
1: It kind of started as a joke. It we were driving, and, as, and you were just passing did. time looking at your phone.
0: Well, we started. It started out as a joke because you used, you made up a term, and we started talking about how terms originated and like slang and things. And well, this was
1: purely slang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I, I had seen something not too long ago about Victorian slang and I found this really interesting article and I thought, you know what? Our very first episode was, um, you can't say, and it was the same thing. It was an article that I had come across that was um, different things that a particular school said that their students were not allowed to say on campus anymore. And so I thought, kind of in that same spirit, why don't we do uh, an episode on this article that I found? Boy, you know what? What?
1: In the three years we've been doing this show, I bet we could redo that one again.
0: Uh, probably. Probably
1: a lot of new things you yeah. can't say on campus anymore.
0: Um. So what I want to do is we're going to play kind of a game, okay? And you can play along at home or in your car or wherever you are. We have, I think there's like 50 of them. There's a bunch Of slang terms, yeah, 56 delightful Victorian slang terms you should be using. So we're going to get through as many of them as we can, and hopefully it'll take a whole hour. Uh, But so I'm going to give you the Victorian slang term, and you're going to tell me what you think it means, and then I will tell you what it actually means. Okay?
1: All right. So I'm the butt of the joke.
0: No, you're not the butt. No, you're, no. I mean, you might end up the butt of the joke. Okay. I
1: guarantee I will be. Okay.
0: All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Our first one afternoonified
1: that to me that thinks i think you're getting tired and it's it's in you're in the afternoon and you oh, want yeah, to like siesta that. you're you want to take a nap yeah
0: like you're right you're, like you're, man you're i'm so yeah, afternoonified yeah it's no. Like, no 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 <laughs> it's <sighs> a society word meaning smart as in the goods are not afternoonified enough for me so like fancy, um, like smart as in fancy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Not like intelligent smart, but like that's that's a very afternoonified shirt you're wearing today.
1: I got it at uh, Cabello's.
0: <laughs> All right. Number two, arf, arf, and arf. <laughs> that
1: sounds like what the dogs say <laughs> when, I, it, when, they, when they're when they hungry.
0: Which I think is where it maybe came from.
1: Did it, you feed the dogs?
0: I did feed the dogs. Okay. Um, It's a figure of speech used to describe drunken men. As in, <laughs> he's very arf, arf, and arf, meaning he's had too many arfs or half pints of booze. Oh, so
1: yep. You, okay, you know, not to do with barfing.
0: No, maybe if you've had too many, you might arf, arf, call, arf,
1: call on the dinosaurs home.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so you <laughs> know, several <laughs> of you probably were arf, arf, and arfs on New Year's Eve. Backslang it,
1: backslang it. Hmm.
0: Backslang, backslang it.
1: That's kind of what I did. I was backslanging when uh, <laughs> we,
0: what like making up words. Yeah. Thieves use this term to indicate that they wanted to go out the back way. So I guess you could maybe use that like if you were, um, i I feel like we would backslang it a couple. Like I would be constantly trying to get you to backslang it because anytime we go somewhere I'm always ready to her. leave no not that but like <laughs> I'm always ready to leave before you are and I'm always texting you like can we go now oh we'll backsling it out the back door
1: okay that makes sense
0: <laughs> I like this one bags of mystery
1: bags of mystery okay that one seems very clear it's like oh
0: you would think but it's not what do you think it is
1: like there's a whole lot of Things we don't know going on. So they're just bags of mystery that we got to figure out.
0: No. Oh. It's an 1850 term for sausages.
1: (laughs) I can see that.
0: (laughs) Because. Hot dogs. Because, quote, no man but the maker knows what is in them. The bag refers to the gut, which contained the chopped meat. Would you like to give them a little background on how the sausage is made? Like, how do you make a sausage?
1: Do you take everything but the oink and you grind it up and put seasoning in there and then you
0: you put it in a casing it, but what is the casing typically made of Usually it's made of?
1: out of intestine.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: it's not ma- anymore. Some are some are, of them so, some, are, I are think. some are It depends
0: yeah. on where you are in the world too.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean yeah.
0: So bag of mystery.
1: Like a hot dog which yeah, I understand now they have to make the number of hot dogs in a package match the number of buns no. in a package. Is yes. that a thing now? I think it is.
0: <gasps> Finally. It only took how many years? All right. Number five. Bang up to the elephant.
1: Oh. Oh, Bang man.
0: up to the elephant.
1: I guess it has something to do with elephant trainers.
0: No, it has nothing to do with actual elephants. Oh, well, uh, then I would again? have. I, no. Okay. It originated in London in 1882, and it means perfect, complete, or unapproachable. So, like, if you... I don't get it. So, like, the first time I saw you, I would say, oh, man, he's so bang up to the elephant. Like, you're so handsome and unapproachable and wonderful and marvelous.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bang yeah. up to the elephant.
1: Yep. That. I'm going to
0: have to backsling it because I'm arf, arf, and arf.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> and would, I, can't,
0: that. I can't talk to him.
1: Yeah, that was it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Batty Fang.
1: These are Victorian things?
0: Yeah. Like 1800s. 1800s. Batty Fang.
1: Batty Fang. Well, it's not the fangs on a vampire bat. No. Okay. I, I don't know. I knew this was going to be embarrassing for me.
0: A low London phrase, meaning to thrash thoroughly, possibly from the French, battre fin.
1: Sounds like it.
0: So, batty fang, it's to, to like, thoroughly beat. So, like, if you are arf, arf, and arf, you run the risk of being batty fanged.
1: I can see that. <laughs> okay. Benjo. A banjo, I got one of them upstairs. Not
0: a banjo, a banjo. A banjo, yeah.
1: It's like that would sound like you've been drinking too much. And you're not a like a like a bender, a, like a bender. You're
0: actually very close, yeah. Nineteenth century sailor slang for a riotous holiday, a noisy day in the streets. So uh, kind of yeah. yeah, like yeah. a bender. Oh,
1: I guarantee they were drinking.
0: Oh yeah. So um, like I would think, and they of- were
1: arf <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yes. So, like Mardi Gras, a Benjo, right? A riotous good time in the streets, carnival. <laughs> Bow Wow Mutton. Mm. Yeah, you got to say something. You can't yeah, just... Yeah, I know. I, that <laughs> one's just, like, uh, dead air. Bow
1: Wow Mutton. It's not like a dog sheep. Like that movie we saw.
0: What movie?
1: It was in Iceland, and the kid... Was like half sheep and half Oh per- yeah.
0: If you guys haven't seen uh Lamb, it's yeah, that good. was it. It's yeah. really good. It's so an it, A24 it, movie, of course. So. so
1: it was like half dog, half sheep.
0: Alright, so is that what you're saying? Like yeah. a bow wow mutton is something that's half dog and half sheep. Yep. A naval term. A lot of these are terms from sailors, I'm I'm finding. A naval term referring to meat so bad it might be dog flesh. Hmm. So like Okay. A bag of mystery might be Bow Wow Mutton <laughs> if it's not prepared well. Yep. <laughs> Bricky. I bet you could get this one.
1: Bricky? Mm-hmm. Strong, built, like really strong and...
0: Kind of. Um, brave or fearless. That's as
1: close as I've gotten.
0: No, you got, you got uh, Benjo right. That's...
1: that's Well, I, I think I got this one right. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's close. It's like
1: definition two.
0: <laughs> brave or fearless. So like the after the manner of a brick. Said, so you would have to
1: be very bricky to eat the bow wow button.
0: Yeah, then... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you can even say it. It doesn't matter if you're a male or female. You can say it about either. Like okay. she's a very bricky girl. Okay. Like what is that song? She's a very bricky girl. No,
1: it's freaky. Br- bricky, yeah. Freaky. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Bubble around.
1: Okay, my first thought was bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. But <laughs> but bubble around, I think that would just mean like frolicking around and just...
0: Like what you do on a banjo. Yeah. No. No. A verbal attack generally made via the press. So as in, I will back... I thought
1: that was slander.
0: Uh, I will back a first-class British subject for bubbling around against all humanity. I don't. Our, Okay. I don't get that. Maybe, one right maybe now.
1: someone from uh, Great Britain, England, Scotland, or Ireland can explain that one to yeah, us. Yeah, I don't get that one. I don't get it.
0: Uh, okay. Anyway, butter upon bacon. Oh, oh I Oh, it think sounds that's like someone's... a
1: great sandwich.
0: Continue with that line of thinking. So, what do you think it means?
1: A bacon sandwich with butter on it, where the toast be, is buttered.
0: Which would be what? Arf, arf. Like <laughs> how much extravagance? Too much extravagance. Like, like, are you gonna put lace over the feather? Isn't that rather butter upon bacon? I so like if you honestly, have too I wouldn't much, put
1: I wouldn't put butter on my it's, bacon.
0: It's like butter upon bacon is like too much of a good thing. So if you were wearing, um, like if you say you had like a tiara and you put, it's like a crown. Yeah, okay. and then you also put on like a diamond studded cape that might be butter upon bacon like it's one good,
1: like if you were the like too much of a good king thing. like if you were the king of England yeah okay yeah cat lap look I said king of England not queen rest in peace yes cat lap cat lap mm-hmm. well it's not a cat nap it's not a cat sit in your lap which would sound obvious.
0: Mm-hmm. It'd be
1: maybe just lounging around like in a comfortable chair.
0: It's a good guess. A London society term for tea and coffee, oh. but it was used scornfully by drinkers of beer and strong waters. So like the guys down to pub. Yeah. So basically making fun
1: of the King and them.
0: Yeah. It's, and so a catlap is like a, it's, it's not a nice thing to say. So, um, like if you, if you are, if you are, um, let's say like a, like a, like a whiskey man, you might call champagne a cat lap. Oh,
1: all right. Or if you're sitting around down in, is it Whitehall?
0: Mm-hmm. Whitehall? White Ch- Whitechapel.
1: Whitechapel. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting down around Whitechapel and you're slugging down a couple pints of ale
0: mm-hmm. and that you offers- know over
1: in the palace.
0: They're they're sipping fine wines. Yeah, yeah, it's catlap that they're, they're drinking. Um, yeah, I kind of like that one. Church bell.
1: Church? No, I went back to catlap. Oh, I wonder okay. if that has anything to do with. The cat's lapping up cream or anything like that. I
0: bet it probably is. Like, his cats are considered to be, like, dainty, even though they're really not. If you've ever watched a cat drink, like, they're really not that dainty. They slosh everywhere. But Polly
1: is a flat-out killer. Yeah. Serial killer.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. It's they they imagine, like, dainty, pinky-up kind of drinks. All right. A church bell. Duh. No, not duh. What do you think it is? Not the obvious.
1: Oh, well, then is it a sailor term for something?
0: I don't know. It might be. It doesn't say that it was a sailor term.
1: Well, I know what a church key is.
0: What is a church key? Because not everybody probably knows that. I know what a church key is, too.
1: Well, it's like a a can opener, a bottle Mm -hmm. opener that you use to...
0: I know that like a can of because of my hero Rimal a bottle face. a
1: bottle of pop or a bottle mm-hmm. of soda maybe a bottle of beer or something like that.
0: A church bell is a talkative woman. So
1: never stops.
0: One might call your wife a church bell.
1: One might <laughs>
0: <laughs> not if they know it's good for him. They wouldn't. I really like this next one, and I think I might want to start using this one. Bring this one back. Yeah. Chuckaboo.
1: That sounds like a slang for like a like a rowdy kid, like a rowdy little boy. He's a, he's a little chuckaboo.
0: Could be. I agree that that sounds like what it could be. And um, but it's a nickname given to a close friend. So oh, I guess yeah. you could you could yeah. like it's kind of a term of endearment. Like our little grandson Jameson's a real chuckaboo.
1: No, you called him buckethead. <laughs>
0: No, I no, called him dumpster, dumpster Head because, well, there's a reason I called him Dumpster Head. It's because he slid first into a dumpster when he was sledding. So when
1: <laughs> when when Kim was running the Nook, all the little kids that were running around here, she had nicknames for every one of the kids, and they all responded to it. And but that goes back when my dad and his generation was growing up in Eastern Kentucky. They gave everybody born
0: in the wrong time. They they,
1: <laughs> they gave everybody nicknames like. Just to sit around and listen to him, my <laughs> dad's <laughs> like Tomsterhead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. There was one guy that was called Dump, bu- where well, they called him Buckethead. My dad's name was Lindbergh. Mm-hmm. My my dad's name was nickname was Lindbergh. So and I got I let me tell we, this story. Well,
0: I think we mentioned it on well, our Lindberg it's, kidnapping. It's
1: been a while. Yeah, so okay, I'm go ahead. I'm going to mention it again. So my dad would have been about the approximate age of Charles Lindbergh's baby when he was kidnapped, and of course the baby was missing and there was a national-wide, you know, everyone's looking for the Lindbergh baby, and my dad kind of fit the description. Now, back in Inez, Kentucky, just a small town, everyone knows way back everybody, in way, way up in the hills, and my grandfather was the jailer, and uh, a stranger, a salesman or something, was walking through town and just saw my dad out walking on the street. Now, no cars or anything like that then, and... Uh, snatched up my dad, took him over to the sheriff's office, and said, I found the Lindbergh baby. And he said, uh. no, nah. he goes, that's Dan Harmon's son. So, yeah. So they so, called him Lindbergh. So his nickname forever was Lindbergh.
0: You mentioned the nook, and I have to tell this story because I am simultaneously... My dad,
1: I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go, no, my, my dad and four of his brothers and sisters were born in the jail.
0: That's true. Um, so, uh, uh, you referenced the nook and I have to tell this story because I am simultaneously proud and a little bit embarrassed and ashamed when we had the nook, um, there was the first rule of the nook was
1: snitches, snitches get get stitches. Stitches. like
0: we, we said, if you tattle on like, okay, obviously if you get hurt, you need to come and tell like, let me know that you're hurt, but
1: not if someone stole your crayon.
0: Right. Like, you don't... Yeah. I don't need to hear about every tiny little thing that somebody does mean to you.
1: What's the first rule of Fight
0: Club? Don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with the Nook. So, um, we we have little twin granddaughters, and they we ha- I've taken care of them since they were months old. Um, and they, you know, went to... They're now seven. They grew up in the Nook. And so... Our, and my other, my, our middle granddaughter, um, was she frustrated. Well, she, she was also at the nook until she went to kindergarten. So on Christmas day, she was down in the basement playing with her Nintendo switch and she got frustrated and mad and she threw the switch controller at the TV, which is 87 inches. And the twins knew about it. And nobody said anything like that. Nobody said a word until Kellen, the 14 year old, went down on New Year's Day a full week later and went to turn on the TV and she didn't know about it and shows she turns on the TV and the TV's broken. And she called him down and Hadley fessed up as soon as, you know, as soon as mom said, what that happened? Hadley fessed up, but I was so proud the, of Eve and Avery. The they twins didn't,
1: didn't snitch.
0: They are not snitches, which <laughs> I like I said, I have mixed feelings about that. I'm I'm very proud of them, but at the same time, I feel like, ooh, maybe I went It's like when I taught them about Krampus and then Hadley refused to potty train because she didn't want to close the bathroom door because Krampus was gonna get her. Moving on. Oh back to yeah. our list. Collie <laughs> Shangles.
1: That sounds like some sort of disease, like scabies, (laughs) (laughs) like he got, she's got collie shangles.
0: (laughs) It's quarrels, so arguments. A term from Queen Victoria's journal published in 1884. At five minutes to 11, rode off with Beatrice, good sharp going with us, and having occasional collie shangles with collies when we came near cottages. So it's a Scottish word for quarrels, but taken from fights between dogs. So like when Jack and Murphy play roughly, it's they're they're having a collie shingle.
1: It looks more like a dog fight.
0: It's collie shingle. Cop a mouse.
1: Stole the mouse.
0: No, this one actually does make sense though, to get a black eye. Do you see what like how that So cop in this sense is like to catch. Like you, you yeah. a lot of times you hear it in modern terms as like you cop a sentence, like you caught like if you have you to go to jail, yeah. You cop a, a sentence. Um and the color of a black eye at its worst suggests the color and size of a mouse. So if you cop a mouse, it's like you It's kind
1: of you, yellow and purple and you get
0: a black eye. So to cop a mouse, get a black green
1: eye. Green and Yeah.
0: I like that one too. I might I might get that one. This is daddles. Just I never would have guessed this one.
1: Daddles? hmm I would think it's just one, like, you're either, like, doodling, like, you're just daddling with a pen and a hmm. piece of paper, or you're just daddling, you're...
0: Like dawdling, is that yeah. what you think of? Yeah. Um, You are actually not too far off with your first one. It's a delightful way to refer to your rather boring hands. So you don't call them hands, you call them daddles. Hey, so you're keeping your hands busy. So you got your daddle sitting over there on the buttons. Yeah.
1: Well, they're not sitting there. but.
0: I like this one, too. And I have a story about this. So before I tell this one. Actually, no. Okay. We'll do this one. Damn final. I I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) It's a creative cuss, which is a contraction of... Damned if I know. Oh, yeah, that one's too easy. Damn if I know. Which reminds me of a story that my mom told me once. When she was in high school, she and her friends used to say, for the fish. Like, why are you doing something? You're doing it for the fish, which came from for the halibut, which came from for the hell of it. So if you're doing something just because you're doing it for the fish.
1: If I was Hadley, that's what I would have said.
0: After <laughs> <laughs> the TV, damn if I know. All right. (laughs) This one also makes sense. Okay. The dizzy age.
1: Uh, I would say that is any generation talking about the next generation.
0: It's actually the opposite. It's the other way around. Oh, a phrase meaning elderly because it makes the spectator guilt or giddy to think of the victim's years. So it usually refers to a maiden or other woman canvassed by other maiden ladies or others. So basically, it, it, like it, when you think of dizzy age, you think of like when you start to get old and senile. Vertigo. It's your, it's your dizzy age.
1: Yeah, you're getting vertigo. <laughs> you drink more water and don't get out of bed so fast.
0: This next one sounds way dirtier than what it is. Doing the bear.
1: Uh, that would mean to me like t- there's something really dangerous. You got to take on this job. You got to take on the bear. You got to do the bear.
0: No, no, not no. Okay. Courting that involves hugging. So like when you, when you hug someone, you're an affectionate. A bear hug? Kind of. Yeah. So like when you're, when you're dating someone and you, you're doing the bear. you're
1: Is she mean? Give
0: them lots of hugs. I don't know. It depends on, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Don't sell me a dog.
1: Well, I mean, a Kentucky one would say, don't buy a pig and a poke. What does that mean? Don't buy something unseen. Hmm. Poke being the bag. Because you might Kinda get a dog. Cl-
0: close, Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. Um, it was popular up until 1870. It meant don't lie to me. Because apparently people who sold dogs. Same thing. Yeah, people who sold dogs back in the day were prone to trying to pass mutts off as purebreds.
1: Like they do now.
0: (laughs) I knew it was coming. Yeah. This is a, this is a hot button topic for my dear husband. (laughs) Steve hates doodles. I don't. He doesn't hate the dog. No, no. Okay. I take that back. He doesn't hate the dog. He hates the concept of a doodle as like, it is a fancy pants dog, which is actually just a purebred mutt essentially is what it is.
1: And they've, And they've made it something. Well, you know, in a couple of years that will, you know, but I think about it and probably a lot of dog breeds started that way. Yeah.
0: I I could see golden doodles maybe becoming um, an actual breed, like recognized breed standard in maybe, I don't know, 50 years or so. But I don't know that any other doodle breeds will be. I I think golden doodles I could maybe see.
1: I think we're just in the, what was it? The, um, the old the the generational thing. what Would you just say
0: the oh the dizzy phase or yeah. the dizzy age?
1: I guess I'm just in the dizzy age. That, I, I guess. Yeah.
0: I guess. A door knocker. No, that's a wall knocker.
1: Well, pretend it's a door.
0: <laughs> no. A door knocker is a type of beard. Okay. Now, now I need you to picture this, formed by the cheeks and chin being shaved, leaving a chain of hair under the chin.
1: Like Abe Lincoln.
0: And upon each side of the mouth forming a mustache, something like a door knocker.
1: I can't picture that.
0: So I will, I, again. You'll post a picture I'll post a that picture. One. Wait, what else was I supposed to picture of? Oh, Murphy. I'm going to write these down because I'll forget. Murphy and a door knocker. Okay, I'll put pictures of those up um, on the webpage, which is an anhourofyourlife.com. Oh, whoops, I lost my page. Okay mm enthusiasm-y. Oh. Enthusamuzzy. Mm.
1: Like false enthusiasm?
0: Yeah, actually. Satirical reference to enthusiasm. So, like fake enthusiasm.
1: Some people now call that term virtue signaling.
0: Or I was thinking more of like sarcasm, like sarcastically enthusiastic. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was created by Bram the Terror. Created that term. I don't know who Bram the Terror is, but he created the term enthusiasm. Okay. 15 puzzle.
1: A small kid's puzzle.
0: That's 15 piece.
1: Well, they just left off the piece.
0: Not the game you might be familiar with, but a term meaning complete and absolute confusion. So, if you are arf, arf, and arf, you might be in f- 15 puzzle. Like, you are a complete confusion. I, that look that you have on your face right now, 15 puzzle.
1: Okay. <laughs> I Whatever you say on that one. I I mean, I guess I could understand where that would come from. Yeah. There's people around sitting in the pub or wherever they're doing this. and
0: This next one is like the... It, it's very, I think it's very cute. Because Wait, it's,
1: maybe because a puzzle was like four by four, four pieces over, four pieces down. Yeah. 16, and you only a got
0: 15, puzzle, 15 so. puzzles. Oh, maybe so.
1: So maybe they're one short, and they're sitting there trying to figure it out.
0: That could be. That could very well be.
1: But they're too arfed arf <laughs> to count them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, this next one I think is so cute, and it's supposed to be an insult, I think, but like an affectionate insult, a fly rink.
1: A fly rink means to me is like you're sitting around the table and there's like when you go crazy and all the flies are, and you go around the house with the fly (laughs) swat trying to, it's like a fly rink.
0: Yeah. um, Okay. So I, that is one of my favorite things to do in the summertime is we have a cornfield out behind our house. And so we get a lot of flies. Because the
1: dogs go in and out. Because the dogs go
0: in and out. And so flies naturally make their way in from the cornfield. Naturally. And so I love hunting flies. Because they're annoying and they're gross and dirty. And so we have fly swat- swatters in like every room of the house. And We? I-, I have.
1: We have fly swatters?
0: <laughs> he hates it because sometimes. She'll
1: squash them up against the wall.
0: I clean it up afterwards. <laughs> but no, a fly rink is an 1875 term for a polished bald head. Get it? I- like it's like an ice rink, but for flies because it's smooth. And it's the top of your head. I think it's cute.
1: Okay, I never would have pictured that, but...
0: (laughs) A gal sneaker.
1: Oh, that sounds like uh, (laughs) in the army we call that guy Jody.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah.
1: Someone who's like messing around your wife, your girlfriend, you get deployed.
0: A man devoted to seduction. A gal sneaker, like a ladies' man. Yeah, 1870 term. Hmm, gas pipes.
1: Um... uh, Maybe after you've had too much Taco Bell?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, although I guess we could use that now. Gas pipes are a term for especially tight pants. Oh, well, I never would have figured... You don't wear gas pipes.
1: I never would have thought that, but...
0: I don't think you even own a pair of gas pipes.
1: So basically skinny jeans? Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. Um. Okay, this next one, I think if you just deconstruct it a little bit, you'll figure it out. Giggle mug.
1: I'm thinking just a person who's got the giggles, like, you know, when it's late at night and you just
0: yeah. start giggling or something like that. Close. Um, habitually smiling face. So your mug, your yeah, face my mug. is that's giggling. I, yeah. Yeah. So a giggle mug is somebody that's always happy, always smiling, always giggling. Number twenty nine, you already know, so I feel like we're gonna we should skip over this one, but I'm not going to skip over it because it is my favorite one on this list. Got the morbs.
1: Got the morbs. Got okay. got the morbs. Got the morbs. Okay, so we have talked about this one, <laughs> and I said it was basically like having a bo- no bones day.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, too soon. Rest in peace, noodle. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an indication of temporary melancholy and I get the morbs pretty frequently actually, especially in the winter time. I get the morbs yeah, a lot. You
1: have a no bones day.
0: I have a lot of no bones got the morbs days. Um, so I am, I actually have started to incorporate this into my regular everyday language cause it's so perfect for that feeling that you have half rats.
1: Half rats. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I got a couple of guesses, but
0: what? What's one of your guesses?
1: Well, I was thinking like, kind of half right. Like you make a guess and you're kind of half right. And
0: no, that's a good. That's a good guess, but you're wrong. I figured partially. So it's like if you're a partial arf arf and arf, partially intoxicated. What
1: well, could be the same thing then?
0: If you're half right, yeah, you're you're half half drunk, half oh, right, yeah. half wrong, half not drunk. Okay, this next one would never. I well, I don't think it would ever fly in the current day and age. But the jammiest bits of jam,
1: the jammiest bits of jam. Yeah, I would think that would be like the sweetest jelly or the best jelly.
0: Uh, if jelly were a female, then yes, you would be right. Absolutely perfect young female circa 1883. Like a 10 in 1883? Yeah, so she is the jammiest bit of jam. <laughs> Ugh, makes me feel dirty. I don't like it. It's creepy. Kruger spoof.
1: Kruger spoof? hmm
0: No, it has nothing to do, do with, with Freddy. Freddy. I know where your mind's going. No. no. So <laughs> Kruger spoof. Uh,
1: something that's right and it's like, it's <laughs>
0: No, you're exactly wrong. Lying. Oh, you're Kruger spoofing me? (laughs) I am not Kruger spoofing you. It's from 1896 to Kruger spoof. It's like a fib. Okay. It's like another term for a fib. So I I could see incorporating that one too, because I love the term fib when it's like, like a little white lie that is just for fun. You know what I mean? Like that's fibbing. Or you know, it's a Kruger spoof. Is like another term for Short of a
1: flat out lie.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a Kruger spoof. Mad as hops.
1: Well, you're not just-
0: angry, not angry mad,
1: not angry mad.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Hops. The like- other kind of mad, crazy as a oh, like if you're really drunken out of it.
0: <laughs> mad as hops. Yeah, you're really excitable.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, like, if you have a woman who's mad as hops, she might be called a church bell.
1: Oh, well, okay.
0: <laughs> and her husband might be an arf, arf, and arf because he has to listen to her all the time.
1: See, I was thinking that, you, like, you were so drunk, so you're, like, mad drunk on yeah. hops. like on Yeah, beer or uh, yeah, makes like that. sense. That's where I was headed with that one.
0: Mathicking.
1: That's like you when you're trying to do math.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mathicking? You're what mathicking. Is, not mathicking, math. Math with an F. Oh, maficking!
1: Maficking! Oh well, I don't know then.
0: <laughs> maficking what? Maficking is what you do when you're in a benjo. Oh, it means getting rowdy in the streets. You're maficking.
1: I wonder what. Okay, we would need to take a pause and like look at the root of that word. Yeah, and see what it really what it meant.
0: I th- I'm sure. I wonder how many of these are like my mom's for the fish you know what i mean like it started out as one thing and then it morphed into another thing and then it morphed into another thing
1: well someone recorded it
0: and but by the time it got recorded like it was so far away from the original that you would never be able to find your way back again do you know what i mean like it's okay so out i'm there. gonna
1: pause for a second and look up like what the root of that is of mapping Math. yeah okay i'm gonna pause for a second all right Okay, got it. Okay, good. Okay, so had to take a pause and look that one up. And it is a term, it's not just like a made up term, like I mean, like it your it mother is, said. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was derived from something. So during the Second Boer War, there was a town in South Africa called Mafeking, Mafeking, however you want to pronounce yeah. it. And the town was laid to siege. And when the siege was lifted, there was celebration, and so they call it...
0: mafeking. Mafeking, mafeking. Yeah. Huh.
1: Okay. So it does make go. sense. Does. There is a root to it, that. There is a root. Okay. All right. I knew <laughs> there had to be a root to that one.
0: Make a stuffed bird laugh.
1: I Means you can tell a joke so funny that you can even make a stuffed bird laugh.
0: It's absolutely preposterous. Same thing. Yeah. I, I, it could be. A meter... opposite of a vegan no
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs)
0: no it's not it's not
1: okay my first thought had to go to like a parking meter or
0: it's but but it's spelled m-e-a-t like meat oh meter yeah m-e-a-t-e-r a A meat
1: and potatoes guy or someone who only (laughs) eats meat
0: a street term meaning coward Oh. So I could see maybe like, you know, a coward, somebody that then, um, it's, they're nothing but a piece of meat and you can like beat them like a piece of meat. You just,
1: maybe that's where that one came from. I bet butt. it is. Yep.
0: Mind the grease.
1: Uh, it's, it's really hot and you're, you're and you want to be careful with what you're doing.
0: When walking or otherwise getting around, you could ask people to let you pass, please. Or you could ask them to mine the grease, which meant the same thing to Victorians. Slip around. In Ohio, it's called, this term is ope. 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 So, mine the grease, translation in the Midwest, ope. That's what mine the grease means. Ope. If you know, you know.
1: Oh, anyway.
0: Mutton shunter.
1: Someone who doesn't like lamb. An
0: 1883 term for a policeman. So, like, this is the old school pig. You know, people call cops pigs as a derogatory term. In 1883, they used the term mutton shunter. All righty. And so, I'm assuming maybe that's where the term pig came from as, like, a derogatory term. Is somehow this mutton, mutton turned into pig. We went from lambs to pigs. I don't know. Maybe. I don't
1: know. But we don't disrespect the police. No,
0: we never call them that. No, some people do, but we don't. Whenever
1: I get pulled over, I call them officer and sir.
0: And you strike up conversations with them that last thirty minutes, and yeah. leave with a new friend. Yeah, and I'm not exaggerating. Nanty narking.
1: Nanty narking. Um, making up stuff.
0: Hmm, it's an interesting guess. Um, a tavern term popular from 1800. Okay, there you go. 1800 to 1840. Making up lies. 1800 to 1840, that meant great fun. Yeah. So we're having nanny-narking. Yeah,
1: you're just sitting around making up stuff.
0: You're sitting around nanny-narking. Yeah.
1: I, so I was 100% right on that one.
0: Eh, I'd give you like 97.
1: Nope. 100% right.
0: A you're nosebagger.
1: A know-it-all. Or a busybody.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Um, see, like I, without looking at the definition, the first time I see this, I, nosebagger. I think somebody that's like consistently sick, like you're constantly blowing your nose, like you're sick.
1: No, I thought of like a busybody, like someone who spies on you and looks out their window.
0: We're both wrong. It's someone who takes a day trip to the beach. He brings his own provisions and doesn't contribute at all to the resort that he's visiting.
1: Well, huh.
0: So, like, I guess the modern version would be You're maybe some you-
1: KFC and heading down to the beach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, moving on. I don't know who would ever do that. Sounds like an invitation for seagulls. Yeah, but there's nothing
1: down there to eat. You got to take your own food. I mean, for us, that's a common thing. You take your own picnic, you take your own food to the beach.
0: Yeah, So maybe back in the
1: day, you didn't.
0: Maybe. Or I would think maybe like the modern thing is those people, like, oh, the people that Sneaking candy into into the theater. Yeah, those are nosebaggers. Ma'am,
1: why why is that purse so big?
0: Because they're a nosebagger, Yep not up to dick
1: not doing anything just minding your own business
0: not well you're so kind of the same as not up to snuff okay like you're not up to dick i'm not feeling well not up to dick orf chump
1: orf chump <laughs>
0: um, yeah
1: um, barf
0: <laughs> close no appetite well yeah
1: before you barf, you you have an orf chump. <laughs> you don't feel good.
0: Sure, yeah, okay. A parish pickaxe. Some of pa- these are so mean.
1: A parish pickaxe. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the one person at church who's just that that guy.
0: <laughs> it's so uh, you're on the right track. Having a prominent nose.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: A parish pickaxe. That's so weird. Pod snappery.
1: Has nothing to do with the podcast, but they not. didn't have podcasts no, back no, then. It's not. Pod snappery. Oh, would that be like um, like when you snap beans and stuff like that? Like a pod of beans, you, you snap it and.
0: No, but as soon as I give you this definition, I guarantee you, somebody, if you, especially if you're in America, when I give you this definition, your mind is going to go to one person and everybody's is going to be different, but you all know somebody like this. Pod snappery. A person with a willful determination to ignore the objectionable or inconvenient while at the same time assuming airs of superior virtue and noble resignation. Your I'm, mind all went to somebody.
1: I know lots of people <laughs> like that. So, I am not wrong. Yeah, and let me tell you how right. Let I am. me
0: ignore. Let me ignore science and tell you why I am right and better than you. You all, you're everybody had. You, just say it. Say the name of the person who you know that not you, not you. I don't want you to get anybody in trouble. Kim, least all yourself. <laughs> now I do not engage in pod. Well, I do engage in pod snappery, but not serious pod snappery. Like mine is a joking pod snappery. But you all know, your mind all went to one person. Yep. Poked up.
1: Poked up. That means you're like all hyped up, you're ready to go.
0: No, you're embarrassed. Oh. Well, that... Like if you called out somebody for their pod snappery on the show, they would be poked up. Okay. Maybe. Maybe not, because I bet if you engage in pod snappery, you are incapable of getting poked up. I'm right. (laughs) Powdering hair...
1: Okay. Now I think that goes back to like what
0: the wigs. Yeah.
1: yeah, The wigs. They powder their wigs to make their wigs all white. Like the judges and like Abraham, not Abraham Lincoln, George Washington and those guys.
0: So you think like getting your hair done?
1: No, I'm thinking like powdering your wig.
0: Okay. But it's not not literally. What is it? It's not literal. It means it's an 18th century tavern. I'm right.
1: I don't care what you
0: think. You're a pod snapper. Um, It means getting drunk. You're powdering your hair.
1: I'm trying to think of terms that...
0: You're powdering your hair and you're going to be an arf, arf, arf.
1: Well, I'm trying to... Do we have a similar term that we use now?
0: Um, Maybe like tie one on. Maybe. It's kind of like yeah. powdering your hair. Yeah. Hugging the porcelain god. Praying to the porcelain god. Yeah. A rain napper.
1: Oh, that's me on a good rainy day. I want to go in there and take a nap.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Not literally a rain napper. It's an umbrella. A rain napper.
1: I can see that.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yep. Especially napper as in like somebody that steals, like a rain stealer. The umbrella steals the rain off your head.
1: What was that one movie or the book? But We've watched the movie where it was like... Um, the little kid, he was like a little street urchin kid, and they Oliver were like Oliver Twist. Uh, that's it, Oliver Twist. Didn't they call them like little nappers?
0: I don't, they might have. I think they did. I, don't know. I love that book. Sauce box.
1: Uh, wrap wrapping paper.
0: A sauce box.
1: Sauce. I thought you said soft.
0: No sauce.
1: We'll play this back. Um, a sauce box. Someone who drinks a lot.
0: No, but that's a good guess. Your mouth. Shut your sauce box.
1: Shut your flight or your, your pie hole.
0: Yeah. Shut your sauce box. Shake a flannon.
1: Shake a leg. Get busy.
0: No, it means you're going to fight. So why say you're gonna go fight when you could say you're gonna go shake a flannin? Well, that's it. We're gonna we're going to shake a flannon. We're going to shake a flannel. Let's go. I'm going to go shake a flannin. Oh, I know where your mind's going to go with this one too. Shoot into the brown.
1: <laughs> Shot someone in the <laughs> butt?
0: No. <laughs>
1: shooting in the dirt.
0: To fail. So, yeah. Yeah, I could see shooting into the dirt. Okay, so the phrase takes its rise from rifle practice where the odd shot mixes the black and white target all together and shoots into the brown, i.e., the earth butt. That's so hard. yeah, like that hill. Like and if you've ever been shooting behind the targets, they have like a like and a we looked up
1: these. Dirt. I looked up these definitions when we were wondering, you were wondering if whales have butts, and, oh. and that's one of the things like where you shoot into. It's called a butt. That's one of the definitions of a butt. So yeah. I
0: how did that come about yesterday? I don't remember. I was wondering if whales had butts and Steve says that they do. And I say that they do not because they have a butt region. I say they have an anal hole, but in order to have a butt, you have to have some sort of curtain like appendage, be it butt cheeks or fur floof surrounding the anal hole. And I don't believe that whales have that.
1: Yeah, but I say in common terminology, it's just been accepted. Like, where you know, wh- where did that happen at the whale? It, it happened back by his butt.
0: But then, especially with a whale, like, where is the butt? Is it, like, at the tip of, like, toward the end of the tail? or Because a butt in a whale is, like, actually toward the middle of the whale, I think. Yeah, it,
1: it happened around its butt. It, it doesn't matter where it's at. It doesn't mean the end. Because your butt is like in the middle of your body. Yeah, so I, I, I use it as describing the region, it, the area, the whale's butt, the dog's butt. We're yeah, well, really yeah. getting off. Okay,
0: you're right, but... Uh, but. So
1: this is what happens <laughs> when we sit around with nothing to do. This is the kind of the conversation <laughs> that comes up.
0: This is marriage, everybody. As, as we
1: <laughs> drive a couple hundred miles. Yeah, this it's is what it's like to, to be, be
0: married. <laughs> Skill skillamalink.
1: Skilamalinky do? No. Nope.
0: Secret, shady and doubtful. So like spies are skilamalinks. I
1: I can see how that term came about.
0: Yeah. How? It's like an onomatopoeia almost. Yeah. Like skilamalink. Yeah. You know what I mean? Smothering a parrot. Oh. This is oddly specific.
1: Trying to sneak up a- parrot on a boat or
0: yes that's exactly what it is because so many people try to sneak parrots on the boat that they pirates? came up with the term with it pirates no that i could maybe see but no smothering a parrot is drinking a glass of absinthe neat i have never had absinthe but in my understanding it is a very strong liquor probably with a very strong taste and it is it'll do things to you so I think we've drinking a, just a glass of absinthe sounds like the worst idea ever to me. You're supposed to nowadays, like when you have cocktails with at with absinthe, they rinse the glass with absinthe, and like that's the most that you get. I think I
1: didn't know that.
0: Um, but anyway, it's called it's smothering a parrot, named for the green color of absinthe because it's green. So suggestion eyes. This is actually a legal term.
1: Suggestionize, like offer a theory, like in yeah, court.
0: Yeah, pretty much to prompt. Yeah. 1889. So that was an actual legal term. I don't know if it actually is still a legal term, but suggestionize. Don't suggestionize at I me. Mean. Take the egg. Oh,
1: uh, that would be like taking the bait.
0: No, it's to win. Which actually, I would think it would be the other way around. If you take the egg, you're losing, I would think. Okay, so here's how I would get to... to, So in, what is it, tennis? When you have no points, it's love. Yeah. Because, and that comes from the French word, leuf, which is egg. So zero, like an egg looks like a zero, so if you take the take the egg, I would think that it would mean like take the zero, take the loss, take the L. Okay. I, but it's not. It's the other way around. It's to win. Take the egg means to win.
1: Well, what's the opposite of French?
0: I don't know, like German maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, humble comes stumble.
1: Humble come stumble. That to me would mean just happy-go-lucky.
0: Thoroughly understood. Like, you umble come stumble how to be an engineer, I guess. I don't know if I'm using that correctly. All right, and the last one, whooper ups.
1: That's like having a party. We're going to whoopers up tonight.
0: (laughs) It means inferior or noisy singers that could be used liberally today during karaoke sessions. That's... Like Bunch of whooper-ups. Okay, ups. so
1: it's like a, a festive... Singing. Okay, yeah, it's singers, though, yeah, specifically yeah, singers. Like whoop, whoop, Bunch of whooper-ups. Up whooper yeah.
0: Bunch of whooper-ups. So All there right. you go. 56 Victorian and, slang terms that you, too, can incorporate into your daily life.
1: And I think I got about... is 56. I think I got about 50 of them right.
0: You th- I think you're full of hogswallop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Before we go, we did want to mention... Uh, an Epi- unfortunate passing.
1: Episode one hundred and one, which is significant. Yeah. Our um, our 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 friend Pee Wee Martin, if you remember, was the World War II legend. We we talked about him. We interviewed Pee Wee and uh, Mister Jim Martin, and he passed away on Patriots Day mm-hmm. this past year. He was one hundred and one years old, and he'd served in the one hundred first. Airborne Division. So it, it was.
0: And our episode is 101. And our episode, yeah, a lot, and, and, lot of and the coincidences. The fact right there. that he passed away on Patriots Day is amazing. Yeah. So, um, if, salute,
1: salute to Mr. Jim Pee Wee Martin.
0: Yes. If you happen to be local to the Dayton metropolitan area, they are raising money to build a uh, veterans' memorial park with a Pee Wee Martin statue um, in his hometown, our hometown of Bellbrook. Uh, if you are interested, I'm sure that you can Google and find the information on that. I don't have it right off the top of my head, um, but definitely that's a thing.
1: And we have the a vintage microphone here that we
0: autographed we bid, by Marty Brenneman
1: that we we uh, bid on at a fundraiser for the statue, mm-hmm. and so it's now sitting here in the studio.
0: Yep. I don't I, think
1: I'll ever get it to work.
0: Probably not. But I I love to look at it. It's it's very meaningful to me because uh, I grew up with my grandpa watching the Reds. So to have something autographed by Marty Brenneman is really cool. So that's oh. it.
1: So at the end of the show, well, no, go ahead and just do the uh, the credits right now. Where did you find this from?
0: Um, This was on Mental Floss, which is honestly just kind of a fluff website. All righty. But so it's on Mental Floss. Um, You can just find it. It's 56 Victorian slang terms. Um, so...
1: We, we we know we've taken a break from uh, podcasting for a while, and so we've probably lost a few listeners I'm right sure. now. So what we'd like all of our friends who still follow us and who are out there and people have written us and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Um, thanks just for checking in. Yeah, thanks for checking in. And again, no no apologies, but we just we, things got too busy and too hectic. We had to take some time off. But we're back to take care of family, business, and family things going on. But we're back. We fully intend, like they've never heard that before, yeah, I know, to right? get our podcast out
0: on Sundays. Yeah.
1: But if you um, it, it, share the word, spread the word, tell yeah. some friends about us, we need to get our, our listenership back up. We're not making any money off this, but it's no. just fun for us to sit there and watch. So, how do they get hold of us, Kim?
0: So many ways. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram. Um, an hour of your life, or I think on Instagram it is a lost hour. Oh, no, actually, it's an hour of your life on all three of those things. Our email address is or, a lost hour at gmail.com, or yeah, or you can just go to an hour of your life.com. The show does not have a TikTok. I have a personal TikTok, 937 Kim.
1: You won't have that for long.
0: <sighs> We're not going there. Um, I, was doing a minute of your life um i got kind of sidetracked with a bunch of things uh, but my goal is to get back into doing that again so little tidbits about different things that we may or may not be covering on the show but in one minute bits
1: so we're at the point i'm about to play the music yeah but while i'm doing that i gotta really remember how to get this stuff all recorded and <laughs> save back up and get it out all right On Podbean. all righty so From our studios in Sugar Creek Township.
0: Thanks for spending an hour of your life with us.
1: Button. There's does a post
0: credit scene.
1: What does this button do? Oh my
0: gosh, just push it.
1: No. Oh.